Hi, this is Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast. Welcome to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. I used to produce and edit the Google Teacher Podcast, hosted by Matt Miller and Casey Bell. You can enjoy the podcast once again, and be sure to visit the new website, chrisnessy.com slash googleteacherpod. Please note that any of the show note links mentioned in the episodes are no longer valid, but if you go to chrisnessy.com, dot com slash Google Teacher Pod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you. Welcome to the Google Teacher Tribe Podcast. Your source for the latest news on Google for education, tips, tricks, and teaching ideas you can use in class tomorrow. And here are your hosts, Matt Miller from DitchThatTextbook.com and Casey Bell from ShakeUpLearning.com. Here we are, folks, in episode 44 of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. And Matt, I want to play a game. Are you okay with that? I love games. Yeah. I think we should totally play a game. Love it. And um, it's so appropriate for today's episode. And and many of our listeners may already know that I am a huge fan of Jimmy Fallon. Actually got to see him in New York, was in a Tonight Show, giddy like a little schoolgirl. And I have a, a presentation that I do and some blog posts too uh, on, on how to use some of the games that he plays in the classroom. And they're super fun, but still hands down, my favorite one is Word Sneak. And it's a, it's a great game. It's fun. It's uh, my favorite use is to use it for pre-assessment. But uh, today, folks, Matt and I are going to play the game, a short, short version of the game. And we're just using some random words. And so so the idea here and Matt has never played the game. So I have to explain it to both the <laughs> audience and to Matt. Matt is a word sneak virgin. Yes. Somebody please bit Moti that or uh, <laughs> give me oh some kind of drawing. This is going to be fun. Gonna drop a bitmoji. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drop a bitmoji on that one. So anyway, the gist of the game, and by the way, go to YouTube and just, you know, search for word sneak and you'll see tons of, of really funny examples. My favorite is Brian Cranston. Anyway, each participant, so it's usually Jimmy and whoever, you know, his guest is, they have a card with a set of words on it. And they have to work these words into casual conversation. So you have to make it make sense. And, uh, it, it turns out to be pretty fun when you, when you see this come to life. And I've done this in workshops and presentations and it just, it never fails to put a smile on someone's face. So. Matt and I have our words ready to go. We each have four words that we are going to work into a casual conversation as our banter today. So Matt, are you ready? <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about this. <laughs> this this can be fun. This, this is going to okay. be fun. Okay. So, okay. Um, so Matt, on occasion, I like to enjoy a glass of rosé. How about you? You know, if I thought that it would 
help things out, like give me Jedi mind tricks that I could use or something, oh. I might, but but I generally don't. Oh, you sidestepped that one. Good. All right. So, um, so Matt, I'm assuming your full name is Matthew, right? Or, yes. Wait, it but is. there's a J before that. What does the J stand for? It's it actually stands for Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Can I call you Jimmy instead? You know, people <laughs> people might be led to do that, oh, but no. since I have my first name like oh what's the word engraved on this flash drive that I carry around when people oh. ask me I just show them that. <laughs> oh man, cuz I really want to call you Jimmy Matt. <laughs> Jimmy Matt. Yeah, there you go. That's right. You would fit in so well in Texas if your name was Jimmy Matt. Yeah, you know, if I if my name was Jimmy Matt, I could have that like embroidered on my shirt with like a jalapeno and a cowboy hat. <laughs> Funny, but I hadn't worked my word in yet. So. Oh no, this is what happens when I don't know how the game works. No, it's okay, it's just supposed to be casual, but I'm having too much fun and talking way too much. But um, so, Jimmy Matt, have you played with a new Google Jamboard yet? You know, I've seen one. I've seen one, but I haven't actually played with the Jamboard yet. Have you? I might be super excited to get my hands on a Jamboard. They look really awesome i'm i'm a bit concerned at the cost uh, they, they don't mm. necessarily seem to be something that are, is gonna rock the education world just yet however um you know i think i think we can find a way to get jimmy matt on the jam board because i just want to say that yeah <laughs> yeah you know, if jam boards are kind of expensive, they're kind of like a mustache in that they're not really practical, but they look cool. Wow, that was such a stretch. <laughs> and now I'm going to, you totally did it. Yeah. Have you yes. ever had a mustache? Uh, I'd like to oh, not comment. Oh, on that. I want to see a picture. Okay, Jimmy Matt with the mustache. All right. It was a you know moment when, of when, youthful indiscretion in college. <laughs> so, but when you have facial hair, as you know, like like that, does it make it difficult to eat? Could you say like get guacamole stuck in your mustache? Mm, it wasn't that big, I don't think, but I'm kind of a mess sometimes, so I probably could do that. So, okay. yeah, we may, there, I think we're out we of words may, now and everybody's totally lost, but yeah. So, yeah. um, just in case you didn't pick up on it, my words were Rose, Jimmy, Jamboard and guacamole. And mine were Jedi flash drive, jalapeno and mustache. but anyway it it is a fun game however you can put an educational twist you know rose may not be at the top of your vocab list this year but (laughs) but i do think um it is a fun my preference is a pre-assessment because you're really going to know what they grasp when they have to use the word in a sentence and it's an extra challenge to try to make it a real conversation instead of just like the static sentence it's you know stands alone so Anyway, um, I have I have links in the show notes to all of the teeth like tonight's show. So, but we hope hope you had as much fun as we did. We hope you shut us off yet. We really do. Yes, yes. And Matt's no longer a word sneak virgin. So, just in case you're That's wondering, right. it's my first time. I'm totally embarrassing him tonight. I am. My cheeks are all rosy. Not rosé. So, right. Matt, what's up? What's in this episode? We are going to have more 
educational silliness in this because we are going to be talking all about ways that you can do, uh, you can get kids engaged in learning, engaged in class using Google and Google related things. So we're going to be talking all about that. We have a few cool news and updates to share with you. Of course, we've got great stuff from the tribe and a couple of blog posts to share. So... Are you ready for you and Jimmy Matt to get this episode started? <laughs> I'm loving your new nickname. Let's go. Let's jump into our Google News and updates. So a little known fact, I think that sort of slipped under the radar, if you weren't necessarily paying attention, is Google for Education now has a Facebook page. What? Hmm. Yes. Um, so <laughs> you can you can you can go join the official Google for Education Facebook page. I, when I saw it, I immediately shared it. it. It was it did sort of put me back a little bit because Google's been a little hesitant, you know, to to join the the Facebook world. But I, I think they are getting pushed in that direction. So I think it's a good thing, and you want to follow it to get all of the latest updates. And of course, the link can be found in our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 44. Yeah, you can find that at facebook.com slash Google for Education, which is pretty easy. And uh, they got some cool stuff out there. So uh, so next up on our list, we have the Google's EDU in 90. This is this neat series of little short 90 second videos that they have about actually not exactly 90 second videos, but they're short. Um and they're about a variety of different things in education related to Google. And they're back. They have their second season. It's available on YouTube. You can check out um, some of their episodes. Uh, there's a variety of topics. So you've got things like uh, coding with Google's CS First program and differentiation with Google Classroom. Some of the things that you may have seen or heard about on the Google Teacher Tribe coding on Chrome with web apps. So there's there's a variety of neat things out there that are definitely worth checking out. Awesome. I also really love the fact that it's it's just such a, a short, sweet little package there and we're all yeah. trying, we're all just trying to keep up, you know. So another thing that Jimmy Matt, you may be very interested in this. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> are you gonna keep calling I me Jimmy am. Matt? This is forever <laughs> your name. I'm gonna make a t shirt and put it on the back. So oh yes, get ready, folks. Yeah, he's gonna hate me forever. No. Um Jamboard is now a Officially a part of G Suite, uh, which I think is a very interesting take uh, for Google to make. Um, of course, it's part of business and enterprise and the other ones, but it's also part of G Suite for education. So they are, at least it seems, going to be targeting more towards the educational market. And when this is first introduced, it definitely seemed to, to be targeted more to the business market. Now, if you've seen one of these in action, it is an interactive screen and interactive uh, television screen there or, or, or monitor that you can do lots of different things with, with a hefty price tag of, of $5,000 plus management and rollout and all of these other types of fees, which was why I mentioned earlier, it hasn't exactly been something that everybody's jumping on board with, with um, costs sort of being a barrier. But there are definitely some some interesting ways that that we can see these being used and in a more i think more 
interactive way with the classroom being more student centered than say Mm -hmm. like a smart board at the front of the room, because these are built. um, You can even see in some of the, the images that they have these sort of rolling stands. So they're, they're built to sort of, float around, um, you know, float mm-hmm. around the conference room, but also to float around the classroom, I hope. So I'm hoping we're going to see now some more uh, introduction in, into terms of, of how this can be be used in the classroom and learning more about these, of course. I can't afford one yet, so I don't have one, but uh, I, I am very interested. And of course, if anyone else has given this a shot and has some ideas, please share that with the tribe and the, the GT tribe hashtag. Yeah. And, you know, I was at a conference recently where they talked about the Jamboard a little bit. And if I remember correctly, I think that that app will run on a touchscreen Chromebook that is using Google Play. So if we get to that point where, um, you know, schools are starting to get more of those touchscreen Chromebooks that have the mobile apps available, then um, I could see that being a little bit more user friendly for a classroom and being more student student centered than putting a big expensive touchscreen in the room and one only one or two people being able to work off of it. So, um, yeah, it will be really interesting to see how how schools are using this. Um, next up on our list has to do with Google Earth. And, of course, Google Earth got kind of relaunched um, not too long ago from being the the clunky software program that it used to be to now a sleek and impressive looking web app. And since then, they've just recently launched a frequently asked questions page. So if you have questions about Google Earth or want to understand a little bit more about it, uh, it has headings of common questions, trust, privacy, and security, integration with other Google services, and Earth features. And it even answers some of our curiosity questions like where does Google Earth data come from? And is the imagery in Street View live? I'm going to ruin that one for you. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It is not real time, but that would be pretty cool. It will be someday. It will really scare us. <laughs> live, live would be pretty scary. Yeah. All right. Love Google Earth. So nice that they put that FAQ page together for us. Another update that Google for Education has shared is an update to the Google for Education Transformation Center. And we mentioned this in a, in a couple of episodes, especially when it was first released. And it's a very handy place to go look for ideas and get more resources. So the idea when you come to the Google for Education Transformation Center, of course, there's a homepage, they have a link to their framework, which we've mentioned the framework before, which is very student centered and and helping helping you decide how to guide that vision in your school. It's more about leadership. And that's really how you should think about the Transformation Center, I think, too, as a leadership resource. But they have been adding more to it, trying to make it searchable and user-friendly. You can even bookmark um, your own resources and come back to those later. Some of the other things you may, may find in here are the innovator projects. And guess what's an innovator project, Jimmy Matt? The Google Teacher Drive. It is. We are in the Transformation Center. And actually, somebody messaged me the other day. They they stumbled upon us by accident. And they're like, I didn't know that was an innovator project. Yes, this, this is a product of the Google Innovate, Innovator Academy or what we went through was a Google Teacher Academy. But 
It's a great resource. Go check it out. The Google Teacher Tribe podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great education podcasts, go to edupodcastnetwork.com. So Tribe, we're going to be talking all about ways that we can use Google to increase student engagement. Um, you know, one of my favorite books about uh, student engagement has got to be Teach Like a Pirate, written by Dave Burgess. And uh, we, Casey and I kind of went back and forth a little bit on a title for this episode and finally landed on Google Like a Pirate because uh, we feel like, you know, there's, there's a lot that you can do with the Google tools in the classroom to help students create and to help students find information and to collaborate and all of that. But there's also a lot of benefit to getting kids hooked into our lessons and to just pique their interest and get them excited about learning. And, um, you know, one big part of that engagement piece is humor, right, Casey? Absolutely. And just like Matt and I hopefully demonstrated in the beginning of this episode uh, that, you you know, there are lots of different strategies and games and, and things that we can use. And humor has a, a great place in the classroom. I, I loved using humor in my classroom. I learned a lot and went to a, a few conferences where this sort of took a focus. And I learned a lot about the research you know, there's a lot of research that backs this up that if you're laughing while you're learning, you're more likely to remember it. So even though Matt and I were sort of doing some some silly words, those could have been um, mixed in with some very legit vocabulary words. And the fact that we were learning how to use it and thinking about it deeply in a conversation is go- going to help us remember it. And then we're going to add that, that extra little laughter <laughs> to help us remember it a little more. So I'm never going to forget Jimmy, Matt. So Yeah. That's there forever, I think. And, um, <laughs> you know, that, you know, there's also research out there that shows how, um, you know, whenever, whenever humor is brought into the conversation that our, our brains light up an MRI scan, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of cognitive abilities that are, that are going on whenever we're laughing, our, our brains are sort of reengaged. So I think that there's, there's definitely some, um, some connection there. Absolutely. And, you know, I've linked in our show notes to one of my presentations that I do on Teach Like the Tonight Show that has links to some of the research that I have found. And I also have a couple of slides on some do's and some don'ts. I'm not going to read everything to you, but I want you to know that that's in there. You know, humor can be good. But it, it can also go totally, totally wrong. So you want to use it in an appropriate manner to have fun, to create a community, to enhance your content and to break up the mundane. But it can get old. You know, the same mm-hmm. strategies over and over again are not going to be as if we did word sneak every day, it's right. not going to be as much fun. So, exactly. you know, it's all about finding that balance there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, Casey and I have some examples of ways to use humor, um, using some Google tools and some other digital things, but also just to, to boost the level of engagement in the classroom. And so, um, I'll, I'll get started with one of mine. Um, one thing that, that I love to do to really get kids get engaged in a lesson is to bring in comic strips using Google Drawings. And of course, Google Drawings is, 
hands down one of my favorite of all of the Google tools. It's kind of like a digital poster board, so to speak. And so by inserting images, my favorite way to do it is to use the the webcam and to take take pictures uh, with the webcam. Um, is to to bring in a handful of those pictures and kind of like tell a story, so to speak. If you can think of kind of like a six panel comic strip, like what you'd see in the the Sunday newspaper when they had the the color comic strips, and um, you know having these pictures in there, adding some speech bubbles with the shapes in Google Drawings, um, even maybe pulling in some images to include props. Uh, Bitmojis are always fun to do if uh, if those are appropriate to use with your class, and just by mixing all of those together. Um, it creates a really sort of creative way to approach your content and really, I mean, just puts a unique spin on learning. And so I think just that in and of itself can be a lot of fun and can draw kids into content in a new and different way. Absolutely. There, you know, there's so many fun little strategies that we can do now. And with Google tools in our back pocket, it just becomes that much easier. So even though a lot of the strategies that we're talking about obviously can go beyond Google or not even include technology at all, it doesn't have to. Words, WordSeek does not. It could if you wanted to, you know, put a twist on it. But what one of the, the ideas that I, I pulled from the Tonight Show that didn't involve really uh, that type of thing. I I took the internet pop quiz. And if you've ever watched The Tonight Show, occasionally he does this segment that's sort of behind the scenes. It doesn't happen on, on the, the set. And so the guest has to answer these random questions about their internet behaviors. <laughs> they wonder what might come out of that, right? So I, I took the questions that they ask from that and I put it into a Google slide deck so that it then became a digital version. And so I made this as the internet pop quiz teacher edition with Google slides. And guess what? It is super fun. And when I posted this online, I posted my own example. So I answered the questions and then I put it out there for people to make a copy of. And so we were all getting to know each other. And so I felt like this was a great get to know you type of activity. Of course, it could be used for lots of other types of things, but um, it's staying true to, you know, your internet pop quiz. So things like what's the last thing you ordered online? What's your record for the most episodes of a TV show watched in one sitting? Mm. What's your most used app? What's your most used app in the classroom? So sort of mixing in, you know, both those professional learning things and the fun stuff. You know, I think it's about finding that balance, sort of like with Word Sneak. Word Sneak would not be fun if you stuck to strict, boring vocabulary words, right. I'm sorry, but you got to throw in a little bit of the jam board, a little bit of the rosé, um, mm-hmm. whatever is appropriate for your students, of course. But, yeah. um, you know, like I said, this is a great get to know you activity and you could have students asking all kinds of those sort of icebreaker questions. But instead of answering it on video, which obviously they could do video, too, but this is just built into Google Slides. So then they can comment on each other's and students can get to know each other that way as well. Yeah. And I don't think that this is off base at all for the classroom because, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Teach Like a Pirate earlier. Another book I love is Lead Like a Pirate. And one of the quotes that I love out of that book is culture first, culture next, culture always. And if we want to build that culture, we've got to include some things like this in the classroom. And the more that we can build that up, I think the better our learning environment will be overall. 
So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Casey. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I totally agree that whole building the relationships and building the community itself is, is so critical. And I do think that that can help contribute to that. Yeah, definitely. So to move on to my next one, uh, another neat way that I think that you can engage students in the classroom, and this could be a good kind of like opening uh kind of like bell ringer type activity, or if you can tie this into the content that you're studying, um, there is this really neat thing called the five clue challenge. Uh, it was started up by a friend of mine named Mike Soskel, uh, who's a teacher in Pennsylvania. And the Google connection here is that it's all hosted on YouTube. And basically what Mike has done and what other people have done is they'll record these little videos uh, where they give five clues about where they are at that moment. And the clues go from very vague and general down to the very specific. And the earlier that you can guess where that person is, the um, kind of like the more points that you earn in the game. And so there are, I mean, just dozens and dozens of these videos. It's kind of like it's almost like a mystery Skype game without having to schedule a live video call. You kind of get that same thing. So, I mean, there are so many of these um, five clue challenge videos out there that you could do just about one every day for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so that's a fun thing to do. But then also to record your own is a blast too. I've recorded a few of them and put them onto the page too. So, And there's, of course, a link in the show notes to be able to get to the five clue challenge website. That's awesome. I love the problem solving aspect of that too, oh, yeah. building that in and, and helping to engage them with some something really super cool to solve and the CSI twist on things. Now, uh, in case you're wondering, of course, we do have links in our show notes, but you know, we did the, the word sneak earlier and I do have a blog post on this. And this is a game, like I said, that I use in workshops and in presentations as well. And I have a a word sneak that I use when I'm teaching Google Chrome. So if you're another trainer like I am and you teach Google Chrome, it's a fun little introduction to that. The other thing that I wanted to share that's a little less specific to Google is the hashtag challenge. So, um, all part of my Teach Like the Tonight Show stuff. But, you know, Jimmy puts out these challenges each week and he gives a hashtag. And so everybody has to, of course, post on Twitter, whatever it is. And, you know, they'll have things like teacher fail was one. It's actually hilarious. And um, I think that one's also in my slides, too. But for Digital Learning Day a few years ago, I put out a hashtag challenge as the Digital Learning Day Wrap challenge. And so, of course, this was when Twitter was still 140 characters, but you had to write a rap song that had to do with educational technology and digital learning and post that on Twitter. And they were hilarious. It was so much fun. Oh my goodness. I can <laughs> I can only imagine 140 character tweets that were raps by teachers about digital learning. <laughs> oh man, they got pre they got pretty you creative. Know, so. I think the word that probably would describe that would be adorable. You know, a nice mix of oh, adorable. Oh no, Jimmy Mac, you did. I'm going to call you Jimmy Mac Jimmy now. Mac. I don't know which one I like better. 
We'll just go. Jimmy Mack is probably more Texas appropriate. So when you come to Texas, that's what I'll call you. But otherwise, you'll be Jimmy okay. Mack. Okay, I can handle that. <laughs> All right. So the last one that I've got on my list, this is honestly something that I have not tried yet. I'll just be totally transparent with you. But I think this would be so cool. Um, when I saw my maps for the first time, you know, my maps is the custom mapping tool that you can use where you drop pins on different locations all over the map and then you can write in titles and descriptions and put clickable links and pictures with all of those pins. So if you've never seen my maps, if you can imagine that, I think this would have an awesome connection to like CSI, like crime scene investigations, like, um, you know, being a detective. And if you drop all of these pins all over a city or all over a country, I almost think it would be kind of like where in the world is Carmen Sandiego and where you go to all the different locations and you pick up clues and there's an ultimate problem to be solved. And so, of course, if that ties back to your class's content, then that could be a really fun thing. And even dropping some um, evidence around whatever city or country that you're using uh, that kind of takes them off of the scent, so to speak, that's that's like a distractor. And you put all of this stuff out there and then students have to take that uh, evidence and all of those clues and be able to solve the problem. So um, I think that would be an awesome way to sneak some content into a really fun learning activity. I love that. I think that is it is fun. I would love to do a where in the world is the Google Teacher Tribe my map. I would that's like to see funny. where everybody yeah, is. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah, my maps is a, is an underutilized tool for totally sure. Great. So if you haven't checked that out, it's it's all inside your Google Drive now and a, and a great resource. Mm-hmm. And of course. All of these ideas, links, everything is there for you in our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 44. Okay, Tribe, let's dig into the mailbag. And the first one that we've got today comes from Peggy Volek, who is a second grade teacher from Pennsylvania. And she has a question about Google Slides. Go ahead and take it, Peggy. Hi, my name is Peggy Volek, and I teach second grade in Pennsylvania. I have a question that I thought maybe you could help with. I use a published slideshow um, for a poem a day, and I would I love that the kids can go and read and practice fluency, but I like to change the poem and move the one that we just read to the bottom of the list in the slideshow presentation. So without doing that manually, is there an easy way to do that? It is a continuous document. Every time I find a fun poem or something that goes with a skill, I keep adding to it. Um, And I try to have a sequence to it, but I just really don't want to have to manipulate the slideshow every day at the end of reading that poem. So I was wondering if there was an easy add-on or extension or something that could help. Thanks. All right. So I think this is a really neat idea for organizing these poems. And I could totally see how this would be a pain in the neck to uh, move things around. Now, um, not too long ago, I know um, Dennis Sheeran, who is uh, all over Twitter, and um, he wrote the book called Instant Relevance. Uh, Dennis not too long ago had this uh, Google Chrome extension commissioned. And it's a slide sorter extension, kind of like what you're able to do in PowerPoint. And 
basically what you can do with this extension is you can zoom out and see all of your slides and a great big grid, and then you can drag them around. So Peggy, I bet if you tried this out, this may be better than the way that you're doing it right now. So uh, definitely might be worth checking out. And we've got a link to that Chrome extension in the show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 44. I'm sort of mesmerized right now because Matt created an animated GIF to show this and it's it's hypnotizing me right now. Matt. It's watching the slides move around and around, but that is so helpful because it got it got so old trying to move those slides all the way down to the bottom. So I definitely understand that. The last thing that I wanted to share today was a really fun idea from Don Yerkes Jr. And he shared this on Twitter after last week's episode where we talked about bell ringers and happened to mention an exit ticket, which I know is not a bell ringer, but we did sort of get off topic there. And he created an emoji exit ticket, which I thought was just a really fun way to do an exit ticket. And so uh, the link to his tweet is there and you can see a screenshot of what he did, but he just shared you know, drag and drop these red circles below uh, over. So you're basically going to circle the emoji that reflects how you felt about today's lesson. And then you have to explain your reasons why, (laughs) because as we talked about last week's episode, we don't always know what the emoji might be meaning to someone individually. So, so a a great way and a fun way, because the kids are going to like that and it's going to help you get a a deeper understanding about how they feel in terms of their learning, as opposed to just asking those, those same types of evaluation type. And it's got emojis, which makes it even more fun. Yeah. Drop an emoji on it. Oh, I love that. That was great. So just a couple of quick shares from the blogosphere. I wanted to share the um, the Google Certified Educator Level 2 Capacity Matrix, which is finally done. Uh, I have had Level 1 out for some time now, and everybody's been begging for Level 2. So what this is is actually a downloadable PDF with all of the skills that you need to pass the Google Certified Educator Level 2 exam with links to the support center and tutorials and videos and other information to help you self-assess, see where you are, fill in those gaps, and go learn what you need to learn to pass that exam. And I also just wanted to mention, I'm including links in the show notes. My my courses will be opening in May. So if you want to join the wait list, uh, you, can, you can fill out the form and join the wait list for level one, level two, or for Google Certified Trainer if you're interested in those. And then what I wanted to share is a blog that I found not too long ago. I think it was uh, just this week. And it's called Create Interactive Stories with the Story Speaker add-on. And we talked about the Story Speaker uh, several episodes ago. This is something that works with uh, Google Docs. It's a Google Docs add-on. But it also integrates very well with Google Home and basically allows you to create a script for your Google Home so that you can you can write what you want your Google Home to say, and then depending on how somebody answers, then it will go to a different 
response. Uh, kind of like a choose your own adventure type of book, only um, you can create these through a document. And uh, Meredith Akers wrote a blog post about this, about a couple of ways that this could be used in the classroom. And this is something that I've wanted to dig into myself. I have a number of ideas swirling in my head of how this could be used too. But um, <laughs> she beat me to the punch. And uh, I'm, several other people have too. But I, I really liked her take on it. And um, so... Yeah, definitely go check that out and see how this story speaker add-on might be usable in your own class or your school. All right, Tribe. Hopefully that all of that silliness and all of that student engagement, that humor and everything, hopefully you're still with us now. But uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I think this is maybe a good reminder of the power that humor can have and fun can have in the classroom and that fun can be serious business and have to do with serious learning, too. And so hopefully you've got some some new ideas on how to to bring student engagement into the classroom using Google. Yes, and hopefully we have given some some credibility to Google like a pirate and 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 shown you some ideas that we can use that we use in the classroom that we use in professional learning and you know we had a lot of fun today yeah. can I just say that so we had fun recording we always have fun and you know we're always excited to to share with the tribe now Matt can I can I confess something this is kind of scaring me too is that yeah, okay? yeah, he's like what, what, what is am I going to say, say at this point yeah yeah go ahead Casey well I think this is true of you too but I'm a little competitive yeah I'm definitely competitive so I want the people who are still listening, <laughs> who still love us, go leave us a review in iTunes because there are some things in in iTunes that should not be number one right now. Oh, huh. <laughs> can we just say yeah. that? And, and and this is there's some things in, that shouldn't be in the K twelve category yeah. that are. I'm not at all negating the great podcasts that are yeah. out there, but yeah. the, I just want to actually just thank everybody for listening and subscribing. And if you want to, please leave us a review and that helps other teachers find us. So if you will take a moment to do that and, and please keep sharing everywhere you are on Twitter and sharing with each other because that that's what makes us all better together. Now, would it be fun to do a little bit of word sneak into their uh, uh, iTunes review to see if they can squeeze like oh. one of those words <laughs> from our, from our word sneak game into their review? I'm, I'm not saying you I, have to, but I'm just saying if it happened, I would notice. Actually, I would like to word sneak some of the official Google Teacher Tribe words. How's that? Oh, um, yeah. So in this episode, we have now dubbed Jimmy Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> super excited. <Of> Fant. Yes. <laughs> what else have we made up along the way? Anyway, oh, we, we, yeah. have, we have fun. And I, I, 
we hope y'all are still hanging with us. But, but yeah, that would be fun if you want to sneak in some of those words into your review. We will know you were really yes, listening. Yes, that's right. So I think it's about time to wrap this up. So this is Jimmy Matt Miller telling you that we will see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Drive podcast. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and by visiting googleteachertribe.com. Get in on the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag GTTribe. Until next time, keep harnessing the G Suite power. And may the Googles be with you. Thank you once again for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. For the latest on Matt Miller, be sure to visit his website, ditchthattextbook.com. For the latest on Casey Bell, be sure to visit her website, shakeuplearning.com. And to keep up with me and get the latest in education technology, be sure to visit my website, chrisnessy.com. And I invite you to listen to the House of EdTech Podcast.